The K.J. Wright Show. On Seattle Sports. The ball is intercepted. K.J. Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air. Number 15. Now every Wednesday with Rock and Song. I like that. Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. Well, as I mentioned, the uh, text machine's been all over the map this morning. A lot of frustrated people today. Nothing better for that than K.J. Wright. He will ease everybody's pain Right, what's, I got first couple. Texts. What's the problem? Oh, who knows, man? The Mariners lost the A's last night. People are very uh, and Julio got PJ, hurt. There ain't no problem. Right. So there's there's no problem. People Dude. are fired up. A, a Mariner okay, loss cool. is the equivalent NFL of NFL regular season. <laughs> NFL regular seasons a days away. Come on, the Mariners are in the pennant chase. That's people right. are fired up. KJ, fifty three man rosters put together. You surprised yes. about anything on the roster? There are zero surprises None. and not a single. Surprise in this roster. Okay. I went down, looked at it. Court two quarterbacks, four running backs, five wide receivers, three tight ends. Anything you'd have done differently? Not a thing. <laughs> I'm looked at who got cut. Who was surprise cuts? Holton, he's gonna be on the practice squad. Yeah. Um I think the the only couple of people that maybe had, you know, a shot at it that there was some buzz around was uh, Levi Bell, who kind of did it all, but he's not Tyreek Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just, just shaking his head no. Just like, yeah, no. No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the fifth wide receiver spot, okay. that, was up, that was up for grabs. That was really up for grabs. We knew, it was gonna, we knew the first four guys was going to be. Who's going to be that fifth guy? They went with Cody be? Thompson. Is that what you would have done? It was Cody Thompson. They could have had Matt Sanders or Matt Landers and um, Aesop. Yeah. I, I, I like what Winston Jr. did in the preseason. Got a few touchdowns. Cody Thompson was injured most of training camp, but um, I think his track record has shown that he could play ball, can ask two, two special teams. So the fifth wide receiver spot was a spot that I thought was up for grabs. That was Lambeau. It was, as, as always, just a place that just has rich tradition, <laughs> great history. That was the only game I got thrown out of. <laughs> And um, did yeah, you get was, thrown out of the game? Before? Oh yeah, you, remember that? you no. dirty, you, you dirty, got thrown out of a game. Oh, he was yeah. so dirty, you? dirty, cheap. What did oh, you do? I so remember. I that. didn't do anything. <laughs> what did you do? The tight end Rogers, the guy that Cam blasted in the NFC Championship. Yes, the guy that was always talking trash and he's not good at all at football. <laughs> um, this jerk was holding me. We were losing. Okay. It was rainy, wet, cold. We're oh. about to lose. He was holding me. Uh-huh. KJ lost his cool. And not, I really did it. <laughs> no, you did. I took this mind. dude and I body slammed him like Hulk Hogan to the ground. <laughs> and I mushed his face and I said, stay yours off of me. Just mushed his face. Uh-huh. And he punched me in my helmet. Yeah. He punched me. Yeah. He threw the first punch. And? And the referees went and looked at it. They said, number 50 is ejected from the game. Wow. My heart dropped. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> no. As soon as I got, y'all know I'm a big crybaby. As soon as I got to that hallway, I broke down at the stairway. <laughs> the security guard was trying to pick me up. And the first person to call me is Jackie Wright. That's my mom. Yeah. She said, son, don't you ever embarrass me like that again. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, mom, I didn't do nothing. My wife was the next person to call me. She yeah. was like, that was really bad. Oh, she was man. Like, that was really bad. Mm-hmm. I just, I was just, you know, just kick me while I'm down. Jeez. So anyway, Brock, to answer your question, <laughs> <laughs> I had some flashbacks oh, going to Green great. Bay. and um, But, you know, it was fun. Did you get fined for that? I, I did get fined. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my guy, Derek Brooks. He's Derek Brooks, Hall of Fame linebacker, one of yeah. the best to ever do it. I said, Derek, look at the tape, man. Look at the film. You could rescind all of your fines. 
They go back, watch the replay. Say, Brooks, look at what happened. What did I really do? He's like, KJ, yeah, what do you look at it? I, yeah, yeah. We'll take a look at it and get back to you. My $18,000 fine went down to $0. Oh, wow. Yes. So That's pretty awesome. It went down to zero. A little linebacker love from Derek Brooks. and um, You go take that 18000 and go spend it on something <laughs> just for fun? <laughs> no. That's my money. Yeah. I you call mom. You call mom and right. say, see, mom? Why don't you give your mom that $18,000 all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Mom, hey, uh, I saved eighteen grand. Here you go. I'm sorry I embarrassed the family name. <laughs> Okay, KJ, since you were at field level for these games, and, and now that the hay is in the barn for the whole preseason, give me your biggest positive and your biggest negative takeaway. Biggest positive that I am, even though they didn't play that much, I am a big, big fan of our wide receiver group. Mm. I really think this is the best position on our football team. Just watching DK Metcalf in training camp, he was unstoppable. He looks in prime shape. He looks fast. He looks physical as always. And I truly believe... Whatever is the Seahawks single season receiving yardage, DK Metcalf this football season is going to break it. Who owns that more? It has to be Steve Largent, right? DK Metcalf is going to break that. Didn't Tyler just pass it? Single season? In one season. He, if Tyler he, broke it last year, DK nah, is going to break he it. He did this like year. consecutive seasons. I like how I you asked more like she's supposed to know that off the top yeah. of her. More, you know this stuff off the top of your head, right? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> and then. <laughs> You go to Tyler. And how about our guy Jackson Smith and Jigba? You're not worried about his rest. The guy was at practice yesterday <laughs> catching balls with a cast on. So, no. I'm not worried at all about this dude. He had surgery two days ago and you had practice catching footballs. they already talking about how this dude is beyond his years. He's a rookie. Hasn't played in the NFL. Everyone in the building is saying he looks like he's in year three, year four with just his maturity level. Hmm. So, for him to do that. I really love. And then you got um, Bobo. Come on now. More Bobo. Come on now. You the, like media, the media is already on him. He's going to have endorsements already. You ever seen a, an undrafted rookie go to the podium after a preseason game? But yeah. yeah you've really? Seen yeah, you've seen that. Especially- an undrafted rookie. At the podium during a preseason game, speaking third person. Come on, this was this after the this is right after the game, right after the Green Bay yes. game. He yeah. was at the podium. He's balling. <laughs> what? What else do you? Who else they gonna take? Darn right, Houghton. Who, who else do you pick? He is balling. The guy is smooth. The guy's just when I look at him, just run his routes. Nothing. Nothing really stands out. When he steps out there 11 on 11, the guy simply gets opens and makes his plays. Okay, so receiver room's the biggest positive. Where's uh, where's the concern meter? Where coming out of preseason are you going to be, ooh, I got to watch this here closely first quarter of the season. Y'all already know where I'm going with this. <laughs> y'all y'all already know where I'm going with this. The good problem that the Seattle Seahawks have is the DB room. Come week 1, when we step on the field against the Los Angeles Rams, who is going to be nickel in, in, on the back end? Who's going to be the starter? Who, who's going to start? Do you know? Who do you believe will be your two cornerback starters? They come out there with two wide receivers. Who are the two guys out there? <laughs> okay. Tariq. It's going to be Woolen. And who's the other one? Who do you think? It's going to be Trey Brown. You think so? It's going to be Trey, Trey Brown. And the guy that I'm hoping and praying for that is my nickel guy is Kobe Bryant. But you mean tell you we'll see what happens. It could be Mike Jack. It could be Witherspoon. He we haven't seen him, Brock. Mm-mm-mm. Brock, we we haven't seen our guy. Nope. I'm waiting. Yep. Hamstrings and, and, are dangerous. KJ, you ever have a hamstring? Never. Me neither. I, I, I don't have one, so I, I could never pull. <laughs> I was a growing. I was a growing guy. My growing always got strained. 
But um, you look at this guy. Hey, the game is next week. You're playing Super Bowl-winning quarterback Matthew Stafford. You're playing the guy that gets drafted top three in fantasy, Cooper Cup. I don't know if I— Matthew Stafford's that good? What? You think he's that good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Right, I was just checking. I was just curious what you thought. I don't know. He only won a Super Bowl last year or two years two ago. Two years ago. You think Salk was a little rude to Mora last segment? Jeez. Oh, yeah. I, no. didn't like, I didn't like that. Well, is that why you like assumed that she should just know everything <laughs> off the top of her head? Well, just for the record, if DK is going to break the record, it's his own record. Oh. He's already the leader. 1,303 yards. He's about mm. to crush that this football season. Well, he's got the extra game In now, 2020, too. no one seemed to remember that. We usually get a ton of texts. Like, yeah. Everyone somehow forgot about that. I do yeah. get this text, though, from the 509 that says, hey, just FYI, headline for that video of KJ <laughs> is, quote, KJ Wright tries to rip off Richard <laughs> Rogers' head, gets ejected. So if you're looking to find the video that got KJ thrown out of a game, it says he tried to rip off Richard Rogers' head. Let's put, let's put Richard Rogers into context. I don't like this guy. I don't like anything about him. If you go talk trash to KJ Wright on the football field, you better come with it. You better come with it, Rogers. And he just always nitpicking, <laughs> always pushing after the play. Like, dude, I'm not the one to be messed with. I'm a cool, chill, positive guy, but we losing. I'm mad. <laughs> we ain't. I ain't playing good. And you want to hold me? I'm about to take my hand, put you in the dirt, and try to rip off your face. There you go. He tried to rip off Richard (laughs) Rogers' head. All right. And uh, I didn't get fined. (laughs) (laughs) KJ is in all hour long, so you never know where everything is going to go. But Brock and I uh, had a conversation yesterday with Dan Orlovsky where he made a point about the Seahawks in comparison to the Detroit Lions that I think both stuck with us immediately. A little concerning. I want to know what you think of this. We'll play it for you next. Brock and Saul, KJ Wright, CL Sports on 710. This, this is Brock and Saul. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Man, everybody just loves KJ. Even when you get thrown out of a game, you're funny. Like, everybody just, everything he does, Brock, whatever it is, they're just like, oh, yeah, that was great. KJ got thrown out of a game. Might be or somebody get thrown out of a game. People be mad. He KJ gets it. thrown out of a game. They're just like, oh, that's ridiculous. Let me how, rescind this fine back to zero dollars. They throw KJ out of this game. You're not paying $18,000. Yeah. Uh, Brock, we can't hear you. Hold on. Uh, there you go. Yes. Before you get to that Orlovsky sound, yes. uh, can I play him one other piece of sound that I sent him last night? All right. Every once in a while, KJ and I will have, you know, just kind of our late night, our own little text exchanges, try to give him a little heads up. <laughs> This was, was on hard. Sleep when you text me. Don't worry. This was on hard knocks. I wasn't because I've been up all night trying to figure out answers for my eighth grade football team. Uh, this was on hard knocks last night. Uh, this was so good. Perfect timing. It, it it wasn't your tight end Rogers. It was Aaron Rodgers, his QB. Listen to this little smack talk from Aaron Rodgers to some defense alignment in the NFL. Oh, f- bro, that goes some respect, bro. Come on, what the f- is that? Five damn sets. I don't even know who you are, bro. I don't know who you are. You don't? No, I've never heard of you. Let's go, let's go. And yeah, the officials have to separate Jihad Ward and Aaron Rodgers. Drops back, lobs one, front left pylon. It is caught, Garrett Wilson. Oh, it's a jet touchdown. Poke the bear. Oh, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to hurt you. Then I gave him the line that's uncome back with a bowl. I said, I don't even know who you are. But he said... He said, I don't know who you are. I said, well, 
<laughs> <laughs> so is that Aaron Rodgers talking trash to his coaches? No, the no. Oh, it was another player. Oh, I just assumed yes. based on all the other Bro, sound we have of him. That is the worst comeback. If Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest of all time, say, I don't know who you are, and you come back and say, I don't know who you are? <laughs> Bro. That's a D lineman. If that is a D lineman that got no thought, no comeback. And I was watching the video, and I was looking like, I don't know who this dude is that's talking trash <laughs> to Aaron Rodgers. His I name him. is Jihad Ward. Uh-huh. Never heard of him. Yeah, probably not gonna. Mm. Never heard of him. You've yeah. been in the league, actually, a while. So who is, did anybody ever get you, KJ? If Aaron got Jihad Ward in the whole country on a hard knocks, in all your years in the NFL, anybody ever get you? You're like, oh, man. The greatest trash talker in NFL history at the quarterback position, Phillip Rivers. He got me. The nicest, most intellectual. This man got me in the middle of a in the middle of a play. The ball is about to snap. It's third and eight. We're playing the Chargers. They kicking our tail per usual. We call our our, our all time favorite blitz. We shoot. We shoot three same. And we see he see us coming. He's like, hey KJ, hey KJ, this is the same blitz you guys ran last week. <laughs> he called my name. I'm like. <laughs> I'm looking like this man called my name. Hey, KJ, is this the same blitz? He slid the protection to the right. Um, they picked up the blitz. He converted on third down, and I saw him after the play. He's like, hey, KJ, you cannot do the same thing you did against me back-to-back weeks. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I say my name, say my name. Wow. Brock, that is what he did. 11 years of NFL football. I have never had a guy call my name. During a play and say, is this the same blitz you guys did last week? Never seen anything like it. He didn't even call you by number. He called you by name. KJ. And I was coming and I blitzed. Got blocked. <laughs> and they converted on third down. Jeez Louise. Oh, man. That's and, um, funny. A- another guy, Trent Williams, he's an all-time. He's like a ruthless, like disrespectful, mean. Like you have no regard for, for respect on this football field. He called you all type of names. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 10th year. I'm like, hey, bro, I've earned some. I've earned my stripes. What are you talking to? But I can't even say the names that he calls. Really? I, you, you can't even say Couldn't them. say them on the radio. Can't say them in public. Nope. We saw what happened between him and Sherm years ago. We almost had a moment my last year uh, when I played the Niners. He's just so disrespectful. But you can't, you can't go with that dude. You think he's like that off the field too? Or is it just like who he turns into on the field? He probably looks like on and off the field type of like, yeah. I'm not the one to be messed with. Right. Like, but then oh, the, all the time. All the time. That's yeah. what but then he backs like. it up and you're like, well. <laughs> what what, what, what do? do you like better? Do you like the guys who are like that all the time or the guys who just turn it on when they're on the field and then off the field they're, you know, big teddy bear? I, I like, I like, I like just, I know what I want to get. Like, if you would be the same dude on the field, be the same dude off the okay, field. Okay, so you like somebody just like that all the time. Just just be who you are. Yeah. You just be who you are. And I, and I can live with that. And that's all right, more Maura cut this tape for us, okay? Mike and I have no memory, and Maura does all our work for us. That's, That's why you true. thought she knew the single season <laughs> receiving record right off the top of her head. Maura started scrambling on the computer. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, what? Who is this? And I just blocked that out. But yesterday, Dan Orlovsky was with us. I'm curious your take on this because it struck both Salk and I like, hmm. Kind of like Philip Rivers, we didn't have a good comeback with you. With you. This was Dan. When yeah, we had asked point. Dan Orlovsky about uh, you know best teams in the NFC, and he said it was you know the two that everybody has, Philly and and uh, San Francisco. Okay, well, who comes after that? And he went Detroit. He Dallas, went, no, Dallas. went Dallas. I'm three. sorry, he went Dallas, yeah. then Detroit, yep. and like maybe the Seahawks at number five, along with New Orleans and someone else. Anyway, we asked why. I don't know if they. The, the reason why I would sit here and say I think I put Detroit above Seattle is 
I don't think that Seattle has a unit on their team, respectfully, that is as dominant as Detroit's offensive line. Detroit's offensive line will control games. I don't know if Seattle has a unit that I sit there and say they are, when it comes to controlling the game, dominant. All right, so I guess it's a two-part question. A, is that true? And B, is that important? I'm going to answer B first. No, that's not important. Uh, no, I don't, I've, I've never, I'm trying to process and think about it. No, that is not important. We all know that this is 11 versus 11. We all know that positions matter. We know you want to control the line of scrimmage. I totally get that. But you want to have, make sure you have balance across the board. So what was A again? Tell me what was A. They have that kind of dominant unit, and Seattle does not. Uh, See, I would argue. Let me let me just process still, a little I'm, with I'm, you, I KJ. People are watching the film on because KJ's would, face is priceless. I, I would process it this way, KJ. They would say, "Hey, in 12, 13, 14, 15, the greatest defense in the league. You could hang your hat on something, right? You guys had your post defense. You played your three. You've talked about these. So this is who we are." Eventually, Phillips started to call it out and call the coverages and block you up. But you could hang your hat on being the most dominant. And I don't know what for you guys. It was secondary. It was front. Mm-hmm. It was linebackers. You had them all. But you need to ha- hang your hat on something dominant. Do the Seahawks have that? On on this football team, let's just start yes. on the defensive side. No. No. When you talk about dominant, dominant, like yep. 85 Bears, 2013 Legion Boom, position, no. Offense, I would argue that I really, really believe that our receiving group can be dominant. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that they can be extremely dominant. I look at DK, when I look at Tyler, when I look what Njigba is going to do, I believe, and what Gino, obviously he plays a part in that, these guys can take over games. If the philosophy doesn't work with running the football, I believe we can have seven on seven and have a field day. Yes, and so I well, do I do love that. With well, hang, hang on, because Brock's not, see, Brock, we, this is a longer conversation. Hold it, on. It, it is. Hold on to that thought. Hold on a second. Okay, We're well, going to say to KJ. No, don't say gonna... anything. Hold okay, on. Fine. Hold on a second. We're going to come right. back. We're going to dig a little deeper into this, because in some ways, this sort of gives you the key to the entire season to come. KJ's in for another half hour. Don't go anywhere. Scott Service at 930, Brock and Salk, CL Sports on 710. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, Brock, I know you have more questions for KJ. Sheesh. Just running the show from over there. You got Brock working on uh, working on, on making sure that KJ has enough time. You're interrupting with all these other uh all these other uh, what? What? Okay, there you Jeez, go. What? Can, what? That was a really deep conversation we was having. Yes, last segment. Really and I'm going to get deeper, man. Okay, because that guy you're sitting next to, KJ. Guess what? What? That guy can talk a little smack too. All That's, right. Oh yeah. Just I've, like he I've didn't. Learned. He I've didn't learned. have 11 kids like Philip Rivers. I mean, <laughs> he, he's got just Better two. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Better not. Yes. Me and Doctor Snip are going to have a conversation. <laughs> But I'm thinking of I don't know KJ. It was it was September last year. It was first month into this whole amazing KJ Wright show, and we were talking about D line, of course, last year, and Cody Barton and linebackers, and Salk just and wasn't even talking smack, but he kind of hits you just like Philip Rivers hits you, like oh dang, I got a great answer for that because he said those linebackers KJ. What you have to understand is you're dependent. Yeah. You're a dependent player Sad. on the people around you. Mm-hmm. And you started to bark at him. And then eventually, like, 
dang you, Salk. <laughs> dang you, Philip Rivers. Dang you, calling out that blitz. So as you talked about that receiver room, and you've done it in both segments today, mm-hmm. being the most dominant single position group on the Seahawks, immediately my mind goes to two things. Well, number one, that's a dependent group. Mm-hmm. That's a dependent group on the health and the timing and the accuracy and the anticipation of Geno and everything he does. It's a dependent group that that line keeps Geno upright for two and a half or three and a half seconds yeah. on some of these different plays. Yeah. So can you have and do you want to build a team where your most dominant group is a dependent group? And by the way, the same you would probably argue is true on the defense as well, where your best group, as you've said, is your secondary is also probably mm-hmm. more dependent, not as much as the linebackers, obviously. I mean, they are the most dependent. Well, it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. It's just... <laughs> This guy. Let's focus. Let's stay focused. But I mean, the D line and the offensive line are the two groups that are least dependent on anybody. Let's 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 say this: in an ideal world, Mm. in an ideal world, Salk, you want your dominant, you want your dominant group to be in the trenches. You want that offensive line to be someone where your quarterback can stay back there and cook steaks. See also Dallas. See also Philly. See also San Francisco. Yes. I could get back there and run the ball, create a new line of scrimmage. I can have 707. My quarterback does not have a worry in the world. When you were playing, were you more worried about a team with a great line or a great group of skill position players? When Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams came me, in with a dominant Green Bay me receiver. Personally, me personally, I was more worried with the skill position. Really? Those guys just take, you know, because I got to you know, gotta gotta deal with them. got to cover those guys. Right. <laughs> But where the game is won, Brock, you know this. Yep. Where the game is won is with those linemen. That's where the game is won. When you have the time to get the ball to those Jordy Nelsons, I have the time to get it to DK Metcalf. I'm not scrambling and fighting for my life. I can really be comfortable in this pocket and deliver it. That's where the game is won. But me as a linebacker, I'm worried because I'm going to get exposed on SportsCenter Top 10 if this guy, <laughs> you know, throw the ball and muscle right. it over my head. Fair enough. I buy that. But if, if it's a run game and they just run, I get blocked and they get, you know, five, six yards a pop, I'm not getting exposed. You know what I mean? But that's where the game is won with those mm-hmm. dudes. So the billion-dollar question, Brock, is with our football team, when we look at our offensive line, I believe they can be good enough to get it done for Geno Smith so we can maximize our receivers. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. What about on defense? What about it? Elaborate. Please. Well, I mean, I think that's the other big question. It's funny. You went right to, you know, is how are they going to handle all of the guys that are worth playing in the secondary? And I think it's a really good question that not everybody has thought about. And I, I love the way your mind works on it. Honestly, I think it's a fantastic subject. Mm-hmm. But the other one that that's sort of glaring is just, is this defensive line going to be good enough, better enough than last year? to help and improve a team that was 30th in the league at stopping the run. They are going to be better. Right. And I think we all agree with that. Yes. Are they going to be better enough? They are going to be better enough. I, tr- I truly believe they're going to be better enough to do what is the question. Right. <laughs> what, are we, what are you talking about? Well, better enough to, last to get year they were 30th. to win Super Bowl? What are you asking? Super Bowl. No, uh, let's say <laughs> NFC. Champions. I don't know. I don't know what I'm asking. Yeah, I'm better just, enough for what? Well, let's just a say legit this. playoff run. That yes. when you match up with San Francisco, you know, you and I were worried before that playoff game in the regular season games, to and like, be oh a boy, contender. Better enough to contend with our starting unit. Yes, I like our two big boys we brought up front. 
I love Chenna and I love Mafe. I love those dudes to get it done. I could ha- I could depend on these dudes to when it comes in the passing game, they're creating hell for the quarterback and the run game. They're getting TFLs. I love those dudes. Those four. Okay, I'm a big fan. Now let's take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go to you know they've got uh, they got twos and threes. Right. Let's take a step back. I want those same guys to come in and be able to do enough to get that job done. When when it's when we're playing the San Francisco 49ers, when when Jalen Hurts is running that QB sneak and we need that big time third and one stop, that's what I want. Well so from here's those here's the question guys. along those along those lines, and I guess it's kind of for both of you guys, right? All right, it's week one. Let's fast forward what, ten or eleven days. It's week one and yeah, you sort of know who your starters are going to be on your defensive line, right? You know it's probably going to be Jaron Reed at, at nose, and then it's going to be Edwards at one defensive end or tackle, whatever they're calling it, spot, and then Draymond Jones at the other. I think we all feel like that's the case. Week one, I don't mean even down the line. Who's rotating in? Cam Young hasn't practiced or that's played right. in weeks. Mike Morris has a shoulder injury. He hasn't practiced or played in weeks. Mm-hmm. Miles, Miles. I guess Adams. you got Miles Adams, mm-hmm. who's a rotational piece last year. So let's let's, let's do this. Let's do this. These coaches get paid plenty of dollars, right, to formulate a game plan, to execute at a very high level think, on Sundays. I don't think this is a coach issue, no. KJ. Oh, listen to me. Listen to me. Hear me out. Hear me out. So with what you just said, if we are thin at defensive tackle, what do we do? Do we go out there and run our our base three linemen, a nose and two threes, or do we come out and do we go what we with what we know? Mm. You got outside guy, outside guy, and two defensive tackles, Jay Reed and Jones. Let's roll. So you're talking about really running more of a four three and playing Mafe and Chenna more in a defensive end role. More. If you're the coach, wouldn't you do that? I'm thin at defensive lineman. I can't go three big boys because I don't got the guys to do it. Wouldn't you do that? That's what I would do. Salk, that's what you Let should do. Let me ask the same question then that I've been asking for the, a year. If you don't have enough guys to run this 3-4 and you can't find enough guys, because honestly what I thought is that this was a personnel issue, that this is a who are you going to find in the next 10 days problem rather than how are you going to maneuver your scheme problem. But if you can't find the right guys to play the nose and you can't seem to find enough guys to play defensive line, why 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 is why the commitment to this 3-4 rather than going back to a 4-3 that was so effective here for so long? Let's watch what they do game 1. Okay. Put I put my money on. This is going to be a multiple type of defense. We're going to see so many dudes rotate in. We're going to see some different fronts. It's not necessarily a 3-4 Nose, two threes, yep. go out there and play some football. Let's see. Okay. Coach Carroll and Clint Hurt I and love that. what they do game one. It's like, a preseason. I like that answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that answer a lot. Well, you know what's coming, though. There's only one problem with all of that. Uh, that guy on the other side who's been pretty good game planning against you, you've had to go against John McVay in that system and everything that he likes to do, KJ. So do you think he's going to allow you and want you in nickel? Or do you think he's going to say, let me put two tight ends and maybe two backs in here, and let's see how that undersized Achena and Mafe can hold up on some of those edges again and again and again and again. Always forget that there's another team out there. That's what gets you every time. I mean, that's where some of this fun chess match comes in, especially in this opener against that guy on that other side. It's a chess match, Brock. It's a chess match, and we know that Sean McVay is one of the best of this generation to do it. 
to formulate a game plan, to go back and watch film. What did these guys struggle at last year? I'm going to watch this preseason film, but I'm going to hang my hat on. They got to show me. Mm. They got to prove it to me that they can stop it. And I'm going to come out here 25 times running the football is a minimum. Is a minimum that I'm expecting from Sean McVay. So if he comes out there and wants to use his pretty toys with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and um, Reynolds, shame on him. So you know how he wants to play. He's going to shorten the game. He's going to get to third and three to six, and Cooper will go win on third and three to six. And the other thing, the other way you got to take him out of that is by scoring enough yourself. That Rams Mm -hmm. defense is not the strength of its team anymore at all. Mm -hmm. They were destroyed in the preseason. You're supposed to be a pretty good offensive team, and you got these weapons at wide receiver, and you got the running game that you want. Okay. Score enough Those to not let them we do got, that. We got next Wednesday for this. All right. All right. We All got right. next Wednesday for this. We, 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 we still got a little can, time. Can we I, ask I, one of Morris' questions here? Morris yes. asked a great question that I wanted to get to, Brock. You keep distracting me with Richard Bro, I, 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 printed, each other off today. I printed Morris' questions, yeah. okay? All right. I printed them, and I got my Ebenezer ready the because Julio it was question. so, ask, ask so good. Right? Could you ask, Julio the, or ask him the so Julio good. question, please? KJ, we have said all season that the Mariners will go as Julio goes. You know what? You know Who what? is the Stop. one player on Mora each side of the ball? Ask this question. Mora did the work. Okay. Mora, can you ask KJ this question, please? Enough from me and Brock. You asked the question. It was your idea. I, I'll do it because you guys have turned this into a train wreck. <laughs> it's the Mora <laughs> Dooley Show ask. with KJ Wright. This sounds like Richard Sherman versus Mike Salk right no. now. All right. Guys. All right, KJ. <laughs> I don't know if it sounds that bad. Let's <laughs> not get carried away. We we have been saying all season, Jeff Passon said it to us, that like the Mariners will go as Julio goes. And now mm-hmm. that he kind of got out of his slump and he's surging, we're seeing that. So for the Seahawks, who's one player on each side of the ball that will have the biggest impact on their season if they reach their full peak? So one on offense and one on defense. If they reach their full peak. Like if that player plays to their fullest potential like Julio is right now, it will have a huge impact on the because basically Julio coming into his own has changed this. Yeah, basically, the if you around. could choose one player, one on offense, one on defense, to be their best selves this year, who would it be? Tariq Willen. Without a doubt. <laughs> I'm looking for that next. I need him to take that next step. This shutdown corner. This guy's going to take over a game. This guy's going to dominate. Game in and game out. Someone that I can hang my hat on. We got these number one receivers coming into town. Tariq Willen. Young man, it's time for you to start traveling. <laughs> It's time for you to start going from left to the right, left to the right. Let's let's do it. I don't want to see this right side stuff. Go 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 make it happen. That's what I want to see all, all for him and for, from offense. Obviously, the quarterback. Yeah, that's that's obvious. All right, take the quarterback out of it. That one's too easy. Yeah, no, take oh, the quarterback oh, out. Give me the next one after the quarterback. Mm. I'm I'm rolling with my guy. I've been talking about him all day. It's DK Metcalf. Mm. It's D it's DK Metcalf from a taking over games from getting 1,500 yards, which is what I fully expect this football season, to limiting his <laughs> drops this football season, to going across the middle, taking it up top, that maturity level. I love what I saw from him last year. I want him to continue taking those next steps. I don't want to see any unsportsmanlike conducts, any penalties, none of that stuff. You can entice guys, draw them to draw penalties on you, but I want to see it from him. Is it the addition of Jackson Smith and Jigba that you actually think is going to – like make him have this career season that you're predicting? One billion percent. Okay. I've been saying that. I've been saying that you add that dimension at the slot spot. Guys going to have to watch in Jigba. They're going to be aware of where number 11 is. If you want to go two high safeties and try to stop DK, if you want to go cover three, like you got to really figure out how you're going to stop this receiving group. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that it's (laughs) going to open up stuff for number 14. 
I'm Gosh, expecting I, big time things from him this football. I season. so want to go Michael Irvin on his head right now. I so want to do it. Did you hear Did any you, of that? Did you hear Sherman Irvin? I saw that Michael Irvin got up and walked off the set. <laughs> What's going oh, on no, with no, those no. guys? Oh, no, 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 no. This was the day before. Oh, Sherman was, was ready to do to Michael Irvin what you did to that tight end, Rogers. He was ready to rip his head off. He I'll, was, I'll play it for you before you leave. <laughs> we we got to finish this conversation first. I so want to stand up and start screaming at you like Michael Irvin screamed at Richard, but I'm not going to do that. No, Brock, right? let me have it. Let me have it. I was the pretty si- shocked by let, your answers. Let me have it, Brock. You, I, was sh- I was shocked, shocked by one of your answers especially. Shocked. Yeah. This man who played next to this man doesn't say Bobby Wagner. What are you talking about? He's dependent. What are you talking about? This team goes as Bobby goes. Bobby stops the run. Wow. Bobby communicates. Bobby sets the tempo. Bobby gets this group back. This team goes as Bobby goes. What's wrong with you? Oh, KJ looks so guilty right now. <laughs> He looks like he probably looked after his mom called him when he got thrown out of the game. Hey, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Hey, let's under, uh, look. I got to roll with my answer. I love Bobby. Yeah. I do. I do believe that Bobby's going to be Bobby as always. But Tariq Woolen is the guy that I'm fully expecting. That's interesting. He, I, I wouldn't have gone with either of those. My my answer probably would have been Draymond Jones on defense. That if he p- lives up to the – if they just paid him more than they've ever paid a free agent from the outside ever in the history of this of this organization, of certainly with Pete and John together, really? You don't think it's the defensive end who can stop the run and get after the passer who was who coming in to fix the biggest problem that they had last year? Yeah, that'd be that'd be my choice. I say this with the utmost respect, Mike Salt. Uh-oh. I say this with the utmost Uh-oh. respect. <laughs> I'm going to be careful the way I word this. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Uh-oh. You don't have to be. Uh-oh. But Mike Salt, before free you don't have to say both my first and last name. That just really makes it feel like a lecture. You don't go need Michael. to say Mike Salt. That's just KJ, mean. Go Michael. Don't say Michael. That'll be even worse. Michael Salt. My middle name's Jeffrey. Before free agency happened, when when all the stuff happened. Did you ever hear of Draymond Jones? No. You never heard of him? Well, I, now that I follow the Broncos, I had heard of him a little bit. Now that, now that they're the second so, team here in Seattle so, to follow. With the utmost respect. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to him, watching him ball. Mm. But, you know, I'm not going to. Let me throw another name at you then. Another name that, jo- that dawned on me. I don't think I would have answered this because I think if he doesn't play all that well, I think they can survive it based on the way they've built the team. But what if you get the absolute best version of Jamal Adams? Oh, my God. If we get the absolute best of Jamal Adams, this is a legit. Oh. And I kid Could you that on, be the answer? This is a legit it, Super Bowl contending football team. Hear me and hear me clearly, Brock. When I saw what this man did in 2020, he holds the NFL record. For sex. The guy is just dominant. He is explosive. He is exciting. He's going to celebrate his tail off and get all the fans ready to roll. <laughs> this guy is a game changer. They brought him in for a first-round pick because he is he can change the dynamic of a football game. He tackles well. He can blitz well. And he is going to play. When he comes back, he's going to be in that vicinity. Could that, that be the answer? That is the answer. Oh, he's the answer. Mm. He is a big piece, yes. So if Jamal were to play at his best, his best, and Tariq Woolen were to play at his best. And you got Bobby right there. At his all-time best? (laughs) Well, that would be impressive. If Bobby were to play at his all-time best, that would be impressive at his age. But, hey, I'm not going to take anything away from Bobby Wagner. And Jamal, too, now, coming off significant injuries for Jamal. 
I mean, he got more injuries than Bobby's had. So if he is, if those three are at their very, very best, the biggest impact on the defense is whom? At their very, very best? Their very, very best. Oh, their very, very best is Jamal. At their very, very best, healthy, fast, physical, right. moving, it's Jamal Adams. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I've won. I've won for the day, Brock. I'm done. Oh, I'm done. Okay. okay thanks. Yeah. Pr- prove, right me, prove me wrong, please. Be I'm my not guess. trying to prove you wrong. That was the name I brought up. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Jeez, you said, you said Tariq Woolen. Now you're changing your mind. Well, I mean, your well, Dre answer yeah. was so bad uh, that KJ had to help you circle back <laughs> to gain some level of some level of respect. Great teammate, KJ. That, Great that teammate. Nice. KJ, yeah. thank you. Thank was, you for I'm the gonna, lecture. I'm KJ is Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Pretty much. I've never even heard of that. Who's Draymond Jones? I haven't heard of this guy. With all due respect. Yeah. With all due respect. Of course. Tons of respect. Okay, yes. so I'm going to come at it. Is there on any the other others. answer on the offensive side, Ron? Um, yeah, I'm going to come at it on the other side and at least debate this. Because to set the table for DK in Jackson, and it's, and it's a great answer with Jackson, and you're absolutely right. Should free DK up more than he's ever been freed up before. But what if K-9 takes a what, – what was the impact of Marshawn Lynch when Marshawn Lynch is running for 15, 1,600 yards – Mm. breaking the will of people like i don't want to tackle that guy mm. one of the coolest pieces of sound we had in the month and we talked to so many dudes shout out to nasa the whole pr team with the seahawks kj they hooked us up with everybody but when i asked quandre i say hey man you know first day of pads so there's a first day camp with pads i yep. said do you, do you remember anybody like that you put the pads on you're like whoa whoa this is different and he's like uh, yeah ken walker <laughs> like mm-hmm. that dude so what if Ken Walker, who was in the Rookie of the Year consideration last year, just behind Garrett Wilson, what if this dude runs for 1,500 yards? What does that do to this offense? Listen, listen, I was talking to someone in the Seahawks personnel department. I'm not going to say any names, but he was explaining to me the way that football is going and how defenders do not want to tackle running backs that run like Kenneth Walker. He said, when you got a guy that will lower his shoulder, run you over, down after down after down, he was like, this is an advantage that we have on our football team. And then you come in, hey, you get tired. They have another guy behind him, Zach Charbonnet, who we got a glimpse of versus the Minnesota Vikings when he ran that linebacker over to really set that tone, to really break those tackles and get those yards. You saw what Josh Jacobs did versus Mm -hmm. us last year. This is what this football team is looking yep. for. It's yep. interesting. The other name I thought you might throw out there uh, was your guy who you interviewed during the game on Saturday. Your, Mich- your Michigan, your Mississippi State fellow alum, mm-hmm. Charles Cross. What if Charles Cross is the ab- – I mean, this guy was the number 10 overall pick. Mm-hmm. What if Charles Cross is the absolute best version of himself in year two? Yeah, absolutely. You got a guy, hey. Doesn't that help those other guys do what they're trying to do? You by yourself, handle your business. We're not chipping your way. You mano y mano, cross cross, handle your business. When we need a third and one, third and two, we're going to go run 18. Is it 18? What's to the left, Brock? 18 or 19? 19 to the left. <laughs> we're going to run 19 fourths to our left. And you go handle your business, create a new line of scrimmage, and get the job done. Mm. And so he took a, a phenomenal step last year as a rookie. Only nine penalties, like seven, um, you know, um, 
holdings and all that stuff, that was remarkable from a rookie. And so I love what I saw from cool. him. Take that next step. Young all right. Man. Well, you got just a couple of Jamie yelling at you, by the way, that was not me. That was Michael Irvin. Okay. okay? Yeah, I, I got to play this for him. I want to make that clear. Yeah. We, we, we got just have a minute or two left here. Oh. So I got to play this for you. This is 50 seconds of Richard Sherman, Michael Irvin, and oh, Keyshawn gosh. Johnson arguing oh, uh, the other day on the, on the television. And I guess the question I have for you as you listen to it, is this real or is this staged? Is this real or is this staged? Learn to catch this ball in your body. So so in your hands, you tighten up, ball goes through you. Are you tighten up, ball That's hits the, the ground. That's the worst advice so, I've so, ever so, heard so, for a receiver. Don't catch it with your hands. Catch it with your body. How you don't tell it? me that's the worst advice. I'm probably I'm only one of the best to ever do it at playing that <laughs> what game. What I'm saying I, is, you, well, I don't know how you, you can tell say me catch it with your body and not your hands. It led to championships on every level. What I'm talking about doing, I want championships on every level doing. I don't know how you gonna you say don't that's say bad that, advice. You don't say how is that bad advice? Because if you're telling kids to catch with their body and not no, their no, hands, you gotta you, listen you, to what he's saying. Once again, thank you. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I play quarter. If you catching it in your body, you bringing it that close, and I'm on your back, I'm getting that out of here every single time. I'm getting that out of here. Is that real or is that WWE style promo? material that was real really and from yes. a guy that was very real and from a guy that dropped interceptions for a living I, i'm gonna have to roll with I, I i saw what both of them were saying at times michael irvin you got to catch the ball with your body yes when that's you what you're going, saying when you're cradling and you're falling down yes you got to catch the ball with your body but the essence, Richard Sherman, is yes, you gotta you gotta catch with your hands. That's the essence of it. And so at times going across the middle, catch with your body. But one of the best to ever do it, one of the best hand catchers to ever do it was Larry Fitzgerald. He's going right here, mm. hop, you know, looking at the ball, looking at that that whatever, that's the thing right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Looking the point? At, yeah. Yeah, the point, whatever. He was the one of the best to do it. So yeah. I saw what both of them were saying. My goodness. Yeah. Them two dudes. They're going to be very angry. Woo. Very volatile. It's a, it's a lot of volatility. Keyshawn Johnson going to have to be the one to woo I know. And Keyshawn's to, like, uh. He's going to be the one to woo sign. Like, okay, guys. Keyshawn's going to be the guy to actually ask for a different job. Let's he's bring like, it I, back. Let's bring I gotta it back. Go. I got to go. I can't keep doing this with these guys every day. Uh, all right. We got to run. By the way, speaking of Fitzgerald, did you see his tweet this week about Cam? About how when he was playing Cam, you knew you were going to be in for it because all of his friends would text him ahead of time and be like, dude, good luck. Like, Mm-mm. don't get hurt. <laughs> like, it's pretty good. I'll see if I can find it for you. All right. That yeah. is uh, a full hour with KJ Wright. We'll Ooh. do it again. When we do it next week, game time. we'll be getting ready for game, game time. time. That's right. Like, game time rolls. Bold predictions. Game day rolls, Brock. Game day rolls next week. I want to start we'll off with your for. record predictions, too. So My re- dude, I don't want any part right. of re- doing any prediction against you. Yep. No stra KJ over there. No thank you. We'll be right back. Scott Service going to join us in about a half hour at 930. We got a lot of baseball to talk, and there are some guys out there that might be able to help the Mariners with what currently ails them. It's next. I'm Brock and Salk.